0: Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all of the masterpieces and trash to pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we've made it to the end of Summer Screams. Yeah.
1: Of kind a, of Summer Screams.
0: Well, a bit of a rough walk last year. Mm, it's been a bit iffy. But it has been worth the wait to get <laughs> to this point. Yes. As we end Summer here at Horror Court Trash Over, we end it with a bang bang and a half an, an absolute classic that i wasn't aware of until recently it is the horror of party beach
1: yes um i think set to come uh, set to be one of our favorites yeah to rewatch for the future uh-huh um yeah just an amazing trash to piece. Yeah, you know, which is what we discussed on this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, released in 1964, directed by Dale Tenney, who directed The Curse of the Living Corpses, I Eat Your Skin, and Descendant. Yeah. So we've seen I Drink Your Blood, uh, but I believe I Eat Your Skin was always shown as a double bill. As a double bill,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how connected they were apart from, apart from the title.
0: Uh, Written by Richard Hilliard, who wrote The Lonely Sex, Violent Midnight, and Wild is My Love. Yeah, cool. (laughs) And written by, also written by Ronald uh, uh, Gignatino. Gignatino.
1: Yeah.
0: I I apologize to this man. Uh, And Lou Binder, and it was both their only, it's it's only film for both of them. Okay, yeah that makes sense made on a budget of a hundred and twenty thousand dollars and uh i don't know how much it made but i mean it, it should
1: have been a box office hit surely well um yeah it was so from all the information i gathered um it was a success in, in that sort of drive-in part, mm-hmm. uh, movie yeah sort of circuit yeah
0: yeah um, it's also been stated that it's stephen king's favorite film yeah. Not the truth. No. Um, he actually called it, and I quote, an abysmal little wet fart of a film. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your taste, Stephen King? Fucking hell. It's, yeah. um, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what could be said. I I could tell you a bit about the production. A meeting in which Dale Tenney was going to show a film to executives from 20th Century Fox to see if they would pick it up. Um, he brought in some folks to wear the monster suits for promotion. One of the monsters just happened to be in the west in the restroom uh, when an executive from Twentieth Century came in. The gentleman freaked out at the sight of the monster. Uh, everyone had a good laugh, and Twentieth Century Fox ended up releasing it. Nice. Um, in the bizarre series of events, it was originally refused a UK cinema certificate and was only passed after heavy cuts, which removed most of the attack scenes. Um, but it's now uncut in the UK and rated twelve.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that <laughs> Um it's it's I mean obviously for the time, okay. Um but today's standard I mean I was
0: surprised. Okay. I, I was definitely surprised by how gory it was. I wasn't expecting any gore at all.
1: Yeah, it's probably as gory as like Psycho. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not yeah. really it, yeah. Um shall we find out where we know people from? um it was it'll be brief because yeah. i don't know anyone from anywhere with this film um but yeah let's do uh, hey i know you but you don't know, this film I, don't know. You I don't got know I hey <laughs> who the fuck are you um yeah most
0: of the secondary cast uh and characters in in this film were locals of stanford connecticut uh that were cast on location they definitely uh, were it's the only film for most of the cast John Lyon, uh, he plays Hank Green. He was in The Orgy at Lil's Palace. And The Sexperts, Touched by Temptation. Yeah, two films that are definitely on my watch list now. Bell Moore, who plays Yulabel. She was in Teresa, uh, an episode of The Algon
1: Hour, and an episode of Branna. Yeah, she sadly died fairly soon after the film was released. Marilyn Clark. Uh, she was
0: in an episode of Kolchak, The Night Stalker, and Smoky and Good Time Outlaws. No idea what you just said. And, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, also, the teens in this film, including the three girls in the car, absolute queens uh, that are supposed to be teenagers, they're all in their late 20s and early 30s, yeah. and you can tell, early 30s is actually quite kind for some of the girls in that car. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. Um were they ever referred to as teens no but apparently it was the director's intention like a teen yeah um, teens passing through town yeah um they're they're certainly not they're nothing of the sort
0: uh yeah so it's time for our feature presentation
1: While the beach set twists to the big beat sound of the Delairs,
0: swinging out with six rocking hits. While the cycle gangs burn up the road and strong arm their way into the party with fists flying. While teenagers prepare for a secluded slumber party, terror strikes from the bottom of the scene. An invasion of ghoulish atomic beasts who live off human blood. Before we get into the film itself, a promotional sign was posted at every theatre show in the film, which stated, For your protection, we will not permit you to see these shockers unless you agree to release the theatre of all responsibility for Death by Fright. How many films
1: did that? Um, I mean, this was 1964, <laughs> so this was a bit after William Castle's heyday. A bit late for it. A bit um, late for but it. But
0: filmgoers still had to sign a Fright release before they entered the theatre. <laughs> Did it nearly frighten you
1: to death? No, no. it didn't. No, it, 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 it uh, did a lot of things, but it didn't almost frighten <clears> me to death. No. We start the film with bikers following some
0: teenagers, uh, I say loosely teenagers, mm. uh, in a fancy car whilst dragged by the Dallaires plays. Now, the Dallaires, I, I think they were kidnapped and forced to be in this film. Uh, great band. I was listening to, they only have one album on Spotify. I was listening to it early today with some songs off the soundtrack. So good. I love this
1: doo wop 60s shit. It's great. Well, it's surf music. Surf isn't music. It? Yeah, yeah le- let's be honest here. The Beach Boys weren't available. They weren't available. They no. even have, in one scene, ooh, a couple of scenes, the stripy shirts. They do. That yeah. The Beach Boys yeah. enjoyed.
0: Um, yeah, one of them's definitely going for Buddy Holly as well. He's, yeah. He's definitely going. There. Yeah,
1: it's, it's everything you imagine a 60s teen banned from a teen movie would be. Yeah, and, and
0: they practically live on the beach. <laughs> they, yeah. um They never leave. So, <laughs> Hank Green, an employee of local scientist Dr. Gavin, uh, Dr. Gav, attends the beach party with Tina, his girlfriend. They uh, have a bit of a quarrel because Tina has been drinking
1: too much. He's fucking fuming. She's uh, too intent on boozing and partying. She is. she is. She just wants to have a good time. They have a Really entertaining
0: argument, um, and she leaves him after mentioning about his secret experiments. So she knows what he's up to.
1: Yes, yeah, so I I kind of heard it and didn't really <laughs> realize what I heard because I was like, are they talk about an experiment in a lab, um, which I'm sure will be a big plot point soon.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and before she leaves, she says this amazing
0: line of dialogue. She turns to him and says. You haven't seen living until you've seen Tina swinging. Yes.
1: <laughs> and she's one hundred percent correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, i I saw I saw
1: living when I started to see Tina swinging. Absolutely, I've I've not been the same since.
0: Tina is given big Audrey Horn energy from Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm, definitely, um, and something the cameraman does here—not just to Tina. This goes on for the whole film, but it's really noticeable to Tina because it's the first time you see it. The cameraman does not know how to take a step back. Yeah. (laughs) He is in everyone's face. Either that or the zoom buttons broke. In everyone's face all the time. The camera is fucking ridiculous. If he's
1: not in their faces, he's in their asses. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) Uh, Near a
0: small east coast beach town, a boat dumps a 55-gallon metal drum labelled Danger, Radioactive Waste, into the ocean. The drum opens up uh, upon reaching the bottom. Releasing its contents upon a sunken ship and a nearby human skeleton. This has been quite the theme this year with Summer Scares. It was so much of the theme that last that Friday's film mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally mentioned the mm-hmm. horrors of Party Beach having the same premise. Yeah.
1: Ticks had, you know, um, animals go crazy yeah. from radiation. Piranha Free Double D. Um, the only summary part of uh, Creepshow 2. Yeah. had the toxic or whatever it was, you know, the slime in the, in the lake. You know, so it's definitely a theme. Campbell was just toxic. The fact that, that, it, was, is, the yeah. fact that it exists is that just was, toxic. I, I forgot we even saw
0: that <laughs> film. Um, yeah, so we get to see the skeleton transform into uh, an aquatic humanoid monster, and I, I swear to you, we see every fucking second of it. It goes on for about Five hours like we just sit there watching this fucking thing transform for but so long
1: it's like somebody is projecting it on slides and going very slowly <laughs> with some horrendous screeches erupting yeah like really like oh my god um yeah we're slowly introduced to something that maybe has fish features we don't see it in its full glory straight away whilst we're having our projector slides move, like next next slide please
0: yeah um of the two monster suits uh created for the production one turned out to be too small for the stunt man who was supposed to wear it so as a last minute substitute a production assistant 16 year old son who was uh quite small was called in to portray the monster
1: and the suit fit him perfectly <laughs> so you've got some stunt work there we are um it starts walking around, it does. and it looks bad. It looks bad. It, it it's, all, <laughs> it's not the worst of the worst, but it looks bad. It does look bad, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean... It just kind of looks like a weird frog suit. Yeah. like You know when Mario uh, wears that frog suit? Mm-hmm. It just looks like a really bad version of the hunt. Yeah, and and this is what
0: I love about films like this. I love it when it looks so cheesy and yeah. so bad. It, it's it really adds to isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really charming. Um, yeah, so uh, it it makes its way towards the beach, uh, where there's a dance party going on because this is a musical, everyone.
1: <laughs> it's classed as a musical. The, the characters don't really sing. This. No, it's more of a music. They, they
0: do movie. some great choreographed dance routines, though. They do
1: to a song about a seatbelt. Joyride. Joyride by the Dalles. Yeah, who else? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, they're all they're all doing a routine. Get some um,
1: close-ups of some rump shaking.
0: Well, <laughs> this guy's at the bar with his girlfriend. He is. And uh, he goes, hey, that reminds me. Did I bring my hot dog buns? And then we get a close-up shot of a girl shaking her ass. <laughs>
1: it's it's exactly how The Simpsons parodied it. This yeah. kind of film. Like the 60s beach party films. Like, is it Gidget? And, and such. Where it's just teens, yeah, loosely. I say use that term loosely. It, use loosely. <sighs> fucking hell. Very loosely. A fucking nightmare. Um, yeah, they just shaking their bum, and the cameraman is right in their ass. He cracks. is. He's
0: right up there.
1: Um, Tina starts swinging. She's just
0: she she is proper swinging. A swinger, and it it you know it really does live up to her reputation that she gave herself. Um, she then begins flirting with Mike, teenager Mike, um, a biker, leader of a motorbike gang. Uh, she
1: starts grinding on him and kissing him. Yeah, the bikers, um, they, they turn up seemingly looking for trouble. Yeah. Um, we know they're troublemaking bikers because they're wearing leather jackets. They've all got sunglasses, and one sporting a beret. Um, I'm not sure (laughs) Marlon Brando in The Wild One sported a beret at any point but you know you you gotta use what you got yeah (laughs) I'm assuming they were going for The Wild One
0: I assume every film post that being released was going for that Um, Um, all these sort of films
1: ended up with Parisian (laughs) (laughs) leather jacket (laughs) realness we get to meet Dr. Gavin's daughter Elaine. <laughs> you know look like? <laughs> Doug's sister. <laughs> about the wig. Um, so we
0: get to meet uh, Dr. Gav's daughter Elaine as uh, she's uh, talking with Hank. Fun fact about these two um, soon to be romantic leads Oof. John Lyon and Alice Lyon. No, they're not married, they are siblings. <laughs> At times that tough. At times really that tough to where they couldn't hire one more actress or one more actor.
1: It's but, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's not like she gives a good performance anyway. <laughs> it's like they cast him and they were like, "Okay, we need someone to play Elaine. Um, do you know anyone who's free?" Uh, he's like, "My sister." Oh my god.
0: I was just about to say we don't get no kissing scenes, but we fucking do. And right at the end. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, we literally get on making out. Oh no!
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't more horrified.
0: I was when really that distracted by the setup of that scene, and I forgot they were siblings. So I'll explain why I was distracted when we get to it, because it is a great scene. I mean, a little less great now, it's a bit creepy. Um, One of the teenagers called Johnny is making out of a girl on the beach, and a guy called Irvin taps him on his shoulder and tells him to leave. Irvin takes over kissing the girl. She's like, oh, Johnny, and he's like, hey, my name's not like Johnny. And like, well, what is it? And he's like, Irvin. And like, oh, what's in her name anyway? And then continues kissing
1: yeah. him. <laughs> yep. Go on, yeah, gone girl, get it. <laughs> um, Hank speaks to Elaine, his real life sister. She definitely wants a piece. She does. It's very clear. Um, he declares that working for her father, Dr. Gavin, has been the best thing to happen to him in his whole life. In his whole life. So I'm not sure <laughs> if the feeling is mutual with Hank towards Elaine. No. He might be after a bit of Dr. Gavin. I think he is. But, you know, it's 1964. So know, yeah. Just kiss your sister instead. Uh, <laughs> Tina gives a Stellar performance She does for everyone She does dance off And one gentleman In particular Which riles up Hank Resulting in a fight That abrupts into a brawl With the involvement Of the biker gang
0: This is an amazing fight
1: It is Um Couple of questions What's this Wibble wobble song
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it
1: Wibble wobble Good old <laughs> And um Why Are the teens fighting Randomly doing backflips.
0: One genuinely stands on his friend's hand and hand and does a backflip <gasps> yeah. to kick a biker.
1: Such to delay. It's
0: fucking ridiculous. It is such a obviously choreographed
1: fight scene where everyone. It's it's like the dancing just evolves into yeah. fighting. And it's so weird. And Hank's opponent is used by the uh, biker gang as a battering ram. <laughs> they like <laughs> grab him, <up. laughs> like lunge at Hank and he like head <laughs> him in the stomach um it's quite
0: the scene it is it is I think it's one of the more famous scenes from the film uh, yeah. um yeah after they finish in a bizarre series of events Hank and Mike both ignore Tina after yeah. the fight finishes but seemingly they're friends now and they shake hands after yeah
1: yeah yeah they've uh, turned on Tina the hussy who goes for a swim as the band plays Zombie Stomp. Yes. Um, quick question. What? Why is nobody stomping? No, instead of stomping, uh
0: they're all falling over and laughing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um Yeah. It's, it's quite, convenient. This they're... is probably my favourite song, but I was so confused. Because, like, aren't you meant to, like, be stomping around? What's the... <laughs> if everyone's doing the zombie stomp, what's zombie about it um, and what's stomp it? If you're going to come for the Dalai, you better come for Steps. Because they have a song called Stomp, where absolutely no one stomps in the song. That's true. But this is the zombie stomp. I'm expecting, you know, somebody going mm. across the screen in their uh, Herman Munster shoes. Um... Interrupted someone's hand session. Interrupting someone's Henna session, you know. Well, no. Because um, Countess <laughs> yeah. is not in this film. Um, but
0: we do get a, a very it's very convenient The song's playing because we do get our first death scene. Um, yeah, Tina swims to a rock jetty where she is attacked and killed by a monster. Gone far
1: too soon. Far too soon. Tina, rest in peace. Um, not sure she's dead, though, because all it looks like is a dude in a bad monster suit <laughs> robbing her with chocolate sauce, which was what they used for the blood, and uh, some very close-up shots and fast cuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did not have the budget to film an actual death scene. But, you know, got a bit of gore, a bit of chocolate gore.
1: Yeah, I am... Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does... The... <laughs> you know if you've got a fetish for that kind of thing no. you might if you if you were uh, with the knowledge of knowing it's chocolate sauce you might actually uh, get something from it it's black and white though so um two random teenagers are making out <laughs> everywhere on
0: this beach uh, but this this couple in particular the girl says do you think kissing is unhealthy he's like, i don't know i've never like, you've never kissed and he's like no i've never been sick and they continue kissing <laughs>
1: Yeah, she says, can you get sick from kissing? Yeah. I don't know, I've never... And she says, you've never been kissed? No, I've never been sick. Well, wow, with my line delivered out bad, you had to repeat it. Thanks. No, you've ruined it. She <laughs> said, can you get sick That's what from I said. Kissing? No, you said, can you get um, ill? or Sick. I said, can you get you sick? You didn't say the word sick. Listeners, rewind it back. I said sick. You did not say Sick. Anyways, it's a
0: great bit of dialogue exchange, and I love that the film is just has these little moments scattered throughout of just these random characters talking to each other, just talking absolute shit.
1: It's that, and uh, laughing was a few years later, but it's um, reminiscent of, Rowan and Martin's laughing, which mm-hmm. is a big show, uh, in the late sixties in America, where it just random, randomly cuts and is a joke, a little skit. And then it's just like, go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do that for the rest of the film. It was only really... I think there are some little moments here. if anything, There's it, one straight you know away afterwards.
0: It, it's weird because it's kind of put onto the main characters after this. Because there are moments
1: where you get some dialogue. And it's like, okay, where the fuck did that come yeah. from? <laughs> yeah, because straight after the, no, I've never been sick, you get a girl saying, Charlie, what do you think of bathing beauties? And he says, I don't know. I've never bathed one. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, Tina's
0: body washes ashore, still covered in blood. The police enlist uh, Dr. Gav to help with the investigation. And he proposes carbon-14 tests as a mean to investigate the genetic structure of a tissue sample.
1: Yeah, Um. question here. Yeah. I, do- I may have missed something. Um. Girl... Murdered on the beach. Uh-huh. Turns up on the beach, loads of teenagers around, a gang of bikers, and I hate to stereotype, but you know, no. there was a fight, um, two guys fighting over her. Why is Dr. Gavin the first people they get in touch with? <laughs> Have I missed something? Did no. anybody witness her being murdered? No. See, I didn't think anyone did. So, they've gone straight for Sea Monster? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're right, but... <laughs> People have some strange reactions to bloody death in good. Police are um, bloody good. Well, I mean,
0: it's the day of Tina's funeral. Very fast. They organise it overnight. Um, They just <laughs> wanted it gone. Dr. Gav uh, discusses the weather with some cops before he's given the sample he requested, uh, and he tells Elaine... Uh, He's like, oh, well, sweetie, you know I can't go to the funeral, I'm just busy with work today. Okay, hang on a minute. This girl has just fucking died, yeah. and you're discussing the weather with the cops, and you're not going to a funeral because you're busy with work.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's probably... ...better than what Elaine tells Dr <laughs> Gavin. Because um, she essentially says she's confused about the funeral. Because although she's about to go and mourn Tina, she can't stop thinking about Hank giving her a good railing. <laughs> They're my words, not hers. That's essentially what we get.
0: She does have Hank's
1: stick on her mind. Yeah. So she doesn't feel like she can be respectful <laughs> at the funeral... <laughs> Because she wants to jump the bones of Tina's
0: boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and her dad's like, oh, is this because he's free now? she's like, yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to ride his face. The
0: corpse isn't even fucking cold yet, and you're yeah. already jumping on a boyfriend's dick. Like, fuck
1: me. She does not waste time. <laughs> she doesn't. Um, Dr. Gavin's black housekeeper, Eula Bell, uh, probably my favourite character in the film, Tells the doctor she believes there's a voodoo creature lurking around responsible for Tina's death. Um, really shitty racial stereotype, real sign of the time. The 64 really should have known better. Yeah, I
0: mean I, I was I, I rolled
1: my eyes as soon as that happened. Yeah.
0: However, I didn't know the journey Yulebao was gonna go on no. in this No. Um,
1: because she's partly right. <laughs> Yeah. This was when I this is when I I was confused as to why they were talking to Dr. Gavin because they didn't know about no. the, the sea creature. So she she says oh it's a creature it's a voodoo creature and you know that's really shitty mm-hmm. bad writing It's 1964 um but she's right. She's right. <laughs> you know credit to her. She's correct. <laughs> It's not voodoo, but it's a creature that's come from the sea. She, yeah it's and she's risen from the dead. She has a massive part in this film later on. She really um, did. Twice.
0: Yeah, Dr. Gavin's fuming though and he uh he tells her to go to bed. Um He
1: does tell her to go to If only he'd Dr. listen to Gavin. Her. Um in a hilarious series of events, Elaine is reprimanded by Doctor Gavin for not telling her friends that she won't make it to the sleepover that night. <laughs> He says, and I go, Tina's death is no reason to be discourteous. (laughs) But it is a reason to get yourself some (laughs) cock. Yeah. (laughs) Elaine calls her friends and tells them that she won't make it. Her friend is disappointed as they've rigged a bucket (laughs) of water at the front door to prank the boys when they try to sneak over. And Elaine will miss it. Okay. Question number one. What is this sleepover? like at a camp it's a slumber party <laughs> it's a slumber party but it's at
0: a camp well what made me laugh was after her dad said about um telling them like, oh dad how can you even think of that after what happened to tina how can you think about telling them you're not going yeah <laughs> elaine is a fucking weirdo elaine i i love her she's a great well, character but oh my god! Are we sure she's not possessed by these humanoid things? Because she does not act like a human being.
1: No, she's giving me Leslie Gore energy. She is. But also. But also, no Barbara energy. from Night of Living Dead. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Barbara from Night of Living Dead gives Leslie Gore she energy. to house she down does. boots. Um, I well, have a question. If Elaine would miss it anyway, wouldn't she? Yeah. Because to see it happen she would have to go through the front door. So Elaine would have the bucket of water. Oh, Elaine, you just have to come and see it. What, she's going to climb through Maybe the window? Maybe they were planning
0: it for, for Elaine. Maybe they didn't like her, really. Um, the... Elaine says it's the best thing to do, and it turns oh out it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, the host tries begging her because she wants to tell these secrets about the boys and whatever. But then as soon as the phone call ends, we get a shot of uh, Elaine... And this is what I mean, these random, like we could have just moved on. Yeah. We get Elaine turning to her dad and it's like, You're right, daddy, that was the right thing to do.
1: <laughs> and she's correct because it's not the boys that sneak into the sleepover, no. um, it's the sea monsters, two of them. Yeah. Where did the, the extra one come from?
0: They're on No Way. Um, the girls, one of them's got an acoustic guitar. So they will have a sing-along to a song about what it is to be a woman and being a slave to their husbands. Unfortunately, These teenagers. That's correct. Um, um,
1: what <laughs> does a slumber party need that we haven't had so far? Uh, pillow fights. Yes, yeah. Um, Not scantily clad, but no. uh, a pillow fight. Kind of. Um, it was a very mild pillow fight. It yes. doesn't last very long. I'm assuming because they're all wearing wigs. They and are. a ferocious pillow The wig budget must have been quite high. Might end up well. with a few wigs going flying. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, the monsters arrive and they think it's the boys so they turn the lights off conveniently so you can't see how bad the monster suits are. <laughs> um, and yeah, the monsters just fucking murder all these girls. The original Slumber Party massacre. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, just before, as the sea creatures are coming up, one of them says, oh, it smells like dead fish. And a friend says, I hope they don't throw fish in here like they did last year. <laughs> and my favourite line, oh one of my favourite line deliveries of the film. Okay, boys, the doors open. <laughs> And then the monster's charging. Uh, the monster's charging, yeah. smelling like fish. Now this is, uh, it comes up again, doesn't it? Yeah. The fact that they smell like fish. Um, yeah, it, again, it's just real close-up, John Hurts, <laughs> as the girls are attacked. Some of the girls are carried into the water, but maybe it's humanoids from the deep on our brain. I assume that meant something, but it didn't.
0: Well, I was going to say, see humanoids in the deep, made like 20 years earlier. Don't have to sexual assault. You could just have these monsters murdering women. It's fine. Yeah. Um. The next scene, we get... <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. And no, that is not one of the girls. Uh, that is a boy handing out newspapers who sounds like a fucking grown woman.
1: There is... <laughs> a, it's probably top ten funniest thing in films is when a grown-ass woman is asked to do a voiceover or a dub for a... <laughs> small child yeah it's hilarious i'm thinking see italian cinema yeah all America. italian cinema it's hilarious and i'm not talking rugrats you know it's these cheesy obviously she probably has like 20 bnh silver a day but still been asked to do the uh, voice of a young child um in one of the best
0: series of events we've ever had the pleasure, pleasure of talking about on this podcast uh, a series of events that leads to three characters that deserve their own spin off. Yeah. They still
1: deserve it now. If um, you wonder what our taste, even after all these episodes of the podcast, if you wonder what our taste in films is like and you wonder what we find entertaining, this is it. Yeah. Th- this is it. I, yeah, legendary.
0: Yeah, these three women are uh, travelling to, uh, and they're travelling through the town. Uh, and they're on the way, they, they've got to stop shortly, they've got a flat tire. Before that point, one of them's reading a newspaper, and she says, oh, this is a town where they're having all that trouble. Murders by the hundreds. Monsters drinking blood. And... The, one of the other girls, the blonde girl, the, the best one out of all of them, absolute queen. She's like, imagine being that thirsty. And yet she does sound like Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. The other woman, who is easily in her 50s and is supposed to be a teenager, turns to her she's like, oh, very funny, Miss School. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one thing about a lot of these older films is the cars. I, I love the cars. They're probably Death Traps. <laughs> but like everyone's got a convertible yeah. haven't that i mean you know that's boomers for you know mm-hmm. probably cost, probably cost uh, <laughs> half a day's wage for a car back then um but yeah uh three queens particularly our blonde you know obviously she's playing the blonde bimbo Mm-hmm. archetype well it. you think hilarious there's a twist to this character
0: and this is what I love this seems so complex because yeah. this this character has, has a lot of history um she's she's worked her life out she knows what she wants to do before we move on to that um the girl in the back says I read all about it in the papers this town's too hot for my blood yeah <laughs> They pull up at a gas station to get a... Uh, they need a flat tyre... Ju- oh, no, no, not flat tyre yet. you need, just need some gas. They just need some gas. Um, the girl, who had the Jennifer Tilly voice, shit you not, she sees the gas station attendant, she wants a bit, and she says, he's cute, isn't he? Fill me up, will ya? <laughs> she has a new fucking voice. She, does. she has a different voice for flirting to her everyday life voice. Oh my god. What a character! <laughs>
1: um, now, you Paris must... Hilton can never. <laughs> you must be thinking, "Oh, these two lazy bastards! They uh, they're loving these three characters. Can't even remember their names. They don't get names. they don't get names. They I mean, don't get names. It is a in it, it is
0: it's a crime. Why don't we it's give cinematic them names. history? We
1: should have given them names. <laughs> I've got time to do it now. But Miss Gall. Well, we know she's Miss well, Gore anyway. Goul. Miss Gall is the best character. Miss Gall. Um. <laughs> Uh, May West. May West. <laughs> May West definitely playing someone much younger than she
0: is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, why there was never a spinoff with these characters, I don't know. Because like, they, they died. Prequel. They could have done a prequel. <laughs> Where like, were they going? Where have New they York. Been? They were going to New York. <laughs> you know, what has Miss Gaw been doing her whole life? We need to know. Um, the gas station attendant is so distracted by the women flirting to the point he overfills the car. <laughs> a scene from alvira mistress in the dark might i add yeah
1: um so i uh, this had to have been an Elvira. Movie.
0: they literally do this exact scene in Elvira in mistress of the dark like when he's filling up at the petrol station and he blows the petrol station up yeah because he was too focused on her um i i'm i'm i can i'm convinced it's taken straight from this yeah but it's going Th-
1: this must have been one of the movies that, that she, she hosted. yeah yeah, yeah. She it was definitely understood. um mystery science theater yeah but um yeah probably I I can see it being a Elvira yeah. film.
0: Um the three queens get a flat tire when they drive into the woods thinking it's still a road.
1: <laughs> they do. Yeah, hey, this doesn't look like a road.
0: <laughs> Sadly their time in the film comes to an end when they are attacked and killed by monsters. However, I say
1: killed loosely
0: because the monster kills one of them just by putting her in the trunk of the car.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She must have been killed off screen. Um my question is when did it get dark? I know. Because seemingly they <laughs> haven't driven that far away from town. The monsters are there, so and they've gotta suddenly... be still yeah, in the same place. They must have been. So why has it suddenly gone dark? Um my second question is Oh no, I don't have a question. I have some quotes. My favorite lines. So when they're they're changing the uh, tire. And the sea creatures are approaching. Um, One of them says, something must have died in there. It smells like the fish market in July. (laughs) Um, Someone's been to Coventry Market. One of them says, I hear something. It sounds like a large person walking in mud. (laughs) Oddly specific. I mean, there we are. And uh, I'm not sure the context, I can't remember the context, but I had to get this down. Have you two flipped your wigs or something? (laughs) (laughs) It's given me John Waters energy. Yeah. It's given me Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Yeah. Um, I love it. And, you know, rest in peace, those three absolute queens. Maybe a little spoiler for uh, a section at the end, but yeah gone far too
0: soon. yeah Eulabelle uh, speaking of queens Eulabelle tells Elaine to sort herself out I means she lost two brothers and three sisters but you don't see her moaning yeah. <laughs> she's literally she's like little... bitch get your shit together she's
1: literally like <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're fucking whinging about <laughs> I lost two brothers and three sisters you don't see me moping about so like I
0: gotta work for these old rich white people <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: I have to fucking clean up after you cunts
0: um, Elaine realizes Eulabel has a voodoo doll um, and she explains it's there to protect them. Hank arrives and Eulabel tells Elaine to stop moaning and groaning and go and get some dick. Yeah. Like she's literally like Hank's here. You fucking just go and do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Um, Hank and Elaine go to the cool hangout, wherever it is. They do an evening dance party. And Elaine requests summer love, a slow dance number. But instead of slowly dancing, initially, she goes for a couple of aimless chats. <laughs> before she and Hank have a lovely, incestuous dance. They do. I mean, they, when he gets there, Hank's like,
0: oh, I've got a funny feeling about this place. Why? <laughs> no, it's going to happen. I thought, I thought. oh my God, the monsters are going to attack now yeah. whilst they're dancing. but.
1: No, so there's no see. point to that dialogue. What's the name of the band?
0: The Dalai's. Well, she goes up to the Dalai's, doesn't she? She's like, hey, boys, like, play my song for me. You are not a summer love. Like, sure
1: thing, babe. And um, then, like, everyone yeah. else gets up and slow dances, <laughs> and she just wanders off. like, is this not your moment, Elaine? What like, seriously, get your yeah. fucking
0: shit together, <laughs> Elaine. What makes me laugh is the fact that the Dalai's waited for them to arrive before they started playing anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, what makes them so special? Hank and Elaine here. <laughs> I mean,
1: they live there anyway. They're always on the beach, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'd just like to say at this point that the greatest tension from this horror film comes not from the sea creatures, but from wondering whether the brother and sister lead actors will kiss or not. I know. The I the Literally, I was watching it. I
0: looked away for a second to do my notes, and they were dancing when I last looked. And when I looked again, two people were kissing, and I <laughs> gasped because I thought it was them two, but it wasn't. It was another couple. Oh, my God. It took me a few seconds.
1: <laughs> so weird. Um, <laughs> that same evening, two girls leave work and wait to be picked up by one of their brothers. <laughs> they gossip as the sea monsters get very close. Like... Really close. They're breathing on them, like (laughs) breathing on them. Number one, they don't smell the dead fish that everyone else (laughs) smells, and number two, the brother turns up at the last second and doesn't see the huge sea creature behind them. He's
0: looking straight at eye, like it's right there. Yeah, he
1: can't miss it. Like literally, like facing Wick, it's that close. (laughs) Um, The sea creature's fucking fuming. And takes it out on a mannequin in the shop window. <laughs> smashes the glass to get to the mannequin, but loses a hand in the process. Yeah. Now, this is where we probably maybe had a little scene where someone picked up the hand. Because we go straight to Dr. Gavin. <laughs> Dr. Gavin <has> <laughs> examining the hand. How do we get the hand? Um, Dr. Gavin deducts that the sea creatures feed on blood. And this is oddly specific. Like 1964, did they have the science to know this (laughs) from one hand? Uh, And they were formed from parasites that feed on dead humans who have drowned in the ocean. And I just put, oh, wow, Dr. Gavin, you are good. (laughs) I mean, he is right, right on the money. Um, Elaine, uh, Elaine tells Dr. Gavin that Eula Bell was right. They are zombies. Uh Uh-huh. But Dr. Gavin dismisses this and confirms that he's my least favourite character in the film. Yeah, Dr. Gav is one big racist. He is a twat. Um, Because Yulabel was right. Yulabel herself turns up and the hand explodes after she (laughs) She spills sodium on it, discovering a way to kill them. Yeah. And uh, I just put in my notes, Dr. Gavin needs to give Yulabel some fucking credit here. Uh He doesn't. Um... Yeah, I mean, she's just saved the day in that one Literally. scene. Like she found a way to kill them. <laughs> yeah, with sodium. So, hilariously, two dr- and I—I I don't mean that pure sarcasm. Hilariously, two drunk drivers crash into each other after being chucked out of a bar.
0: Yeah, so this—the car crash uh, was faked by sound effects and placing the cars at an angle to make them appear to be touching. Yeah, because they did not have the budget to crash cars. Did you get the dialogue before this though? Um, n- yes. Oh, no, oh, afterwards. Oh, the storm's out there. It's like, what storms? The storm of my life.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Well, um, they decide to walk home, but discover a corpse in a car and are attacked by the sea monsters themselves shortly after. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to sound like I'm taking it too seriously, but I fucking hate when drunk driving is played for laughs in films, and this is played for yeah, laughs, it is. Oh, I, I I hate it, hate it, hate it. Um More oddly specific descriptions of what things sound like. When one of them says, "It sounds like someone walking in wet boots," <laughs> <laughs> it's probably some old drunk. I hate drunks. <laughs> and uh, I also put, "It's about time some of the men were killed," because these are the first men that are killed. they are. Um, yeah, yeah. Those three queens had to be sacrificed. I know, you know. Doctor Gaff's still fucking alive. Two drunkards out there.
0: Following a montage of additional women being attacked and killed, uh, the police initiate unsuccessful searches.
1: No, that's not true. Yeah, it is. I thought the montage was of the film so far. No, it's additional women being killed. No, I, I look like Tina and everyone.
0: Well, I think they're trying to pass it off as
1: other people.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the police initiate unsuccessful searches for the monsters by tracking... Did get,
1: sorry, did you get how the news announces Dr Gavin's discovery? No. And not Lula uh, Bell's. Bell's discovery. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. Just, sorry.
0: Um, yeah, the police initiate unsuccessful searches for the monster by tracking the latter's trail of radioactive water. As Hank drives to New York City to obtain a supply of metallic sodium because... Yulabel about him to sort his shit out. Yeah.
1: Again. He's like, oh no, there's no hope. No one sells sodium in large quantities. And she literally like, Oi, you fucker. Get on the phone <laughs> to New York. See if they've got any. Picks up the phone. They've got some and goes.
0: Eulabel literally made everyone in the world view white people as fucking idiots in horror films. Because she has pulled up so many points in this film. She's kind of like us. I mean, in the way that... She's like a walking commentary on what everyone should be doing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you? She's like Cinema Sins.
1: <laughs> Literally, she's had to tell them all to get their shit together on numerous occasions. She probably knew that Sodium killed them and deliberately knocked over the uh, yeah. Sodium so that Dr. Gavin can have his moment. Um. Yeah, so... Um... <laughs> Elaine
0: performs her own search for the monsters at a local quarry near where the female travellers were curled. Rest in peace. Upon learning this from Yulabal, yes, because she didn't tell her dad she was going there. So fucking Yulabal, again, has to tell Dr. Gav, and then he goes and saves her life. He rushes off to assist her, bringing a small amount of sodium with him. As Elaine is testing the quarry water, which registers as highly radioactive, she notices the emergence of a monster. Now, according to the director, there are only two complete monster heads created for the film, which is why in most shots of the multiple monsters, you don't see their heads clearly. For the climactic scene that uh, we were about to talk about, the shot of the horde of monsters running through the woods was created by superimposing different takes of the complete monsters together. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it definitely yeah that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, uh, what I'm confused by is what body of water is this that Elaine's at, <laughs> where the Queen's got killed? Yeah, but I but Tina was killed, on the beach. Oh, no one cares about Tina anymore. She's no. old news. I forgot about her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was just a little confused as, <laughs> Why aren't they checking out the beach Where Tina was killed If you know Tina was killed by a C- sea monk Because everyone else was killed on land Yeah But they they believe the creatures are living You know in water mm-hmm. So why didn't they go to the rock Where Tina was killed <laughs> Anyway
0: Yeah she manages to avoid an attack By slowly walking away And I mean Fucking slowly oh walking away god And then she uh, uh, Quotation marks Falls Falls. yeah uh, and becomes incapacitated by a bloody leg injury now when i say falls loosely we just get different camera angles of her moving towards the camera <laughs> yeah yeah she did not want to do
1: her stunts elaine is fucking useless she is <laughs> and she continues to be useless for the rest of the film Dr. Gav arrives by
0: her side and by tossing sodium uh, makes the monster disappear with an explosion and a big puff of smoke. (laughs) Did you just call me? I mean, literally, it disappears. It doesn't (laughs) melt. It disappears.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What film does that... I swear there's another film where... uh, (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Um, I think lots of films... But it was probably
0: done as a joke. I mean, this is supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, of course. (laughs) Uh,
0: As additional... Oh, is it Wizard
1: of Oz? Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Yeah.
0: As additional monsters approach, uh, Dr. Gav engages one of them in hand-to-hand combat.
1: Barely. Barely. Um, Yeah, so they're all struggling because Eulabelle's not there. (laughs) Um, Elaine is doing absolutely fuck all whilst Dr. Gavin is wrestling with a sea monster. Um, yeah, Hank turns up, teleports from New York, teleports from New York, and they're eventually <laughs> defeated, um, and the news gives full credit to the police and Dr. Gavin.
0: Yeah. I mean, even Hank did more than Dr. Gavin here, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but when he attacks the uh, monster that's attacking Dr. Gav, uh, he badly burns, uh, Dr. Gavin. in the process,
1: oh, which we soon yeah, find out, of um,
0: yeah, they all destroy the monsters. Yeah, um, Elaine is constantly having an orgasm
1: whilst they're walking to the car after. Ah, ah, ah!
0: Like, oh, oh, oh. like oh, look, she constant say orgasm a noises word whilst
1: it's all going on, <laughs> and then walking back to the car. Ah, like, oh,
0: ah, oh, oh.
1: um. <laughs> Yeah, one of the
0: best lines of dialogue of cinematic history. <laughs> Hank shows up at the house the next day. Yulabelle answers the door and he says, and I quote, is Miss Elaine receiving today? <laughs> 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 she's been trying to be, she's been trying to receive she's from you the whole film.
1: To, it's about fucking time. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that's like an old fashioned way of asking if someone's available. But, oh, he's These days. modern that's fucking hilarious. He might as well have said,
0: is Elaine bottom? You know, he's... <laughs> Is she receiving
1: today. Is she taking any today? <laughs>
0: um, but Eunapal leads her, leads him to Elaine's bedroom.
1: <laughs> yeah. So she is receiving today,
0: um, and he says, "I've just seen your father, and he's been badly burned, was but he'll rec- be okay." Was he receiving too?
1: <laughs> clearly,
0: he's been badly burned, but he'll be okay and out of hospital in a week. Oh, nice. Now this is the moment where I was just wowed. I didn't realise, and my brain didn't click, that, hang on a
1: minute, this is her brother. Yeah. They literally start making out. Yeah. But there's like an awkward pause beforehand, so it takes a while, and they're awkwardly looking at each other. Um, And it's (laughs) like the filmmakers knew, that we knew, that they were brother and sister, because they could have (laughs) kissed, you know, during the... Summer day song, or whatever it was, <laughs> and they could have kissed it kind of any point really yeah. in the film, but they leave it right to the very end. So I don't know if it's for a romantic tension, but for me, it's purely <laughs> tension based on the incestuous <laughs> nature of brother and sister lead actors in a romantic film. It's
0: so weird. This is just as gross as the dog shit eating scene in Pink Flamingo. Oh nice. my god. Um, but do you think the director even told them to kiss? You think they just started random doing? That's what the pauses about. I'm like, wait, fuck, they're not meant to be doing that. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> um, but they get it on. Um, Elaine's getting some from her brother. Whilst her dad is in hospital, badly burned, and whilst the Dal the Dalais perform a song called Elaine on the beach. Yeah. She gets dick whilst someone is performing a song about her. Yeah. And that is. The horror of Party Beach. That is the horror of Party Beach. That final scene is the horror of of Party Beach. Um, Amazing. There is something wrong with this beach.
1: Yeah, (laughs) really. Um, Yeah, loved it. I love these kind of shitty movies, brimming with Americana and camp fun. Just stupid, so stupid, but so so watchable. You know, it's entertaining. It doesn't go on too long, no. um so it's a real easy watch, a popcorn movie, yeah. you know. But I do understand now how much of a cultural reset Night of the Living Dead was. Yeah, four years later. This is what we got before that. This is what we got, <laughs> but this is what sold four years before Night of the Living yeah. Dead. It it really transformed horror.
0: um It really did. What well, this did? This is, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it is. It for me, it's top tier trash the piece. This mm-hmm. is definitely up there with the classics like Troll Two and The Room. Pandemic. Yeah, pandemic. It's yeah, it's amazing. It's just so enjoyable as well. I mean, you can't even rate it half a star because there's just something there. There's there's a certain charm there that a lot of what's entertaining is not done on purpose. But there's also a certain amount there. It's like okay, you had to have been good at what you were doing to keep something disentertaining. Yeah. Yeah, it's not um, it's And the not... soundtrack is amazing, it's so good. Yeah. Um you know, yeah, it's just it's great.
1: So it's not completely so devoid of any sort of um filmmaking or you know, and, do you know what I mean? It's not I mean, the acting yeah. isn't the worst in the world. Apart <laughs> um, from Elaine. The, <laughs> the music's good, so it's not half a star film, but it's no. it's it's trash. It is. Now to the awards. Yes. Biggest queen. Of course, it's Miss Gaul. Yes, Miss Gaul. I put the three, three of them, them. together because yeah. I felt like they were a bit of a trio. The sugar they were. Babes, they were. They were the sugar babes the, sugar the babes. 60s. But I think full um, uh, respect given to Yula Bell. Yes. As uh, a, a queen. Absolutely. In this film. She did save the day. Um, Elaine, you're not the biggest. Character. She's not. No. Tina maybe could have been a contender. Yeah. she got bro- she gets bronze.
0: Well, my biggest gasp is actually Tina's death scenes. I didn't see that coming.
1: No, I really didn't
0: see her being killed off so thought early. She was going to be the main
1: character. She was definitely she giving was main slutty. character energy. She was dancing with. I men. know,
0: I know, but me, you know, who doesn't slut shame like directors did in the sixties, I was wanting her to get main character uh, energy, you know, and she was getting it. Yeah. I, I thought she was... Uh, well, in more ways than one. Uh, I thought she was going to be our lead, but then wow. that boring bitch Elaine showed up. It's true.
1: Um, biggest gasp for me was the brother and sister tongue as uh, Well, yeah, that's... At the end of the film. Yeah. Best dialogue I have.
0: You haven't seen living until you've seen Tina swinging
1: I from Tina. I completely agree. I concur. Yeah, that is the best line of... D- in a film... Full of great dialogue. Yeah. That, but yeah I mean, it. obviously,
0: close second is uh, <laughs> you two switching wigs. Oh,
1: no, if you two
0: flipped your wigs. <laughs> flip your wigs. <laughs> you two flipped your wigs. Uh, that's camp. As much as we could give it to the entire film, I'm giving it to the entire Free Queens and a Car sequence.
1: Yeah, I give it to uh, yeah. Tina and well probably tina's dancing on the beach
0: yeah. uh rating i give it six swinging tina's out of 10 i
1: six swing t- i give it six flipped wigs out of 10 yeah masterpiece trash the piece trash or basic for me it is trash the piece of a capital t trash the piece no doubt about no. it uh It gets my heart it's won my heart i love it um yeah yeah there's nothing more to say it's amazing
0: available on us dvd and blu-ray video on demand and youtube if you're not in america uh and if you enjoyed this i recommend checking out sting of death yeah another trash the piece yeah Uh, this time with a giant stingray yeah, a very
1: similar sensibility. Isn't yeah, it, in it. Uh uh-huh. sort of Lots of dancing. Colour. Um, I would recommend "I Was a Teenage Werewolf." Yeah. Again, very similar horror. Very James Dean. Yes. Um. Or, um, "Faster, Pussycat, Kill, Kill." Yeah. Um, which is quite similar in its sixties. That's I, I, I just love that film, so I'd yeah. re- recommend that to anyone anyway.
0: I think it's definitely worth looking into more beach party films for next year's Summer Screams.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, and we're probably not as well versed as we would like to be on these kind of films. No. So if you have any recommendations, if, if you're a fan of uh, horror beach party, um, then yeah, let us know what you recommend because yeah. I, I need more of this kind of shit yeah
0: absolutely uh and yeah i mean just a general you know if you enjoy the sort of tone of this film and what it's what it's giving you you'll absolutely enjoy the films of russ Meyer and john waters yeah so i mean if you haven't already listened to podcasts i i assume you have probably seen yeah. some john waters films but yeah absolutely uh yeah so, if you do have any recommendations and if you enjoyed the horrors of uh, party beach, we are Horrible Trash Over on Facebook and Instagram, Horrible Trash on Twitter. I'm Dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd, GazMed205 on Instagram, and
1: GazCruise92 on Twitter. I am ChrisBarker823 on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, no, Letterboxd. <laughs> no Twitter. And Match.com. <laughs> and Match.com. And Match.com do not get me started on Match.com. Yeah. Whichever listener is
0: using our email address for Match.com,
1: <laughs> please stop. Um, <laughs> it did stop. It stopped in May. Um, But Gary gave me, recently gave me... Uh, not, I, didn't,
0: you know, Recent. I, I didn't have I wasn't to beg. I wasn't hiding it from you. I didn't have to beg for It's not me it. on Match.com. Okay, <laughs> so
1: I recently <laughs> was interested in getting access to thehorrorcalltrashover at gmail.com email ad- inbox because I needed it um because you know I'm starting to care a bit more now <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um and there was lots of emails in the inbox for match.com and they all were men in their American, late American 30s American and in you know and 40s American men I can't remember the specific place where they all seem to be from but just loads of match.com <laughs> <laughs> emails and they all they all seemed legit so uh whoever's out there who signed this horror court trash over up to match.com can you please change the location to <laughs> manchester england and we might actually reap some of the benefits from it thank you uh,
0: give us a especially if you're using our email address to match.com you owe us at least this give us a rate review and subscribe on iTunes like a follow on everything else give us a rate on Spotify if you are
1: using our email address do all of the above Um, let's make this very clear being signed up to match.com hilarious yeah funny easily resolved do not find, do not think that my laughter means that you can sign us up to loads of random shit <laughs> or I'll be fucking fuming catfishing as both of us oh on every don't but <laughs> if you catfished as me you wouldn't get a bite I tell ya
0: next week we'll be back no more summer screams but we will be back with we'll another trash the piece and we will be discussing
1: Robocop 3 mm-hmm. first time Nancy Allen's on the podcast is it? Oh, the question it wasn't no Carrie oh yes yeah. of course oh well kind of too much nancy allen <laughs> really looking forward to that
0: yes uh, i haven't watched it since i was a kid i i'm curious to see if it's just as bad as i remember it's aged wonderfully well i'm, I'm sure it has i'll we'll yeah. have to do the other two at some point as well anyways yeah so we'll be back same time same place next week see
1: ya